welcome to the Heavy Matters podcast. Uh, it's, it's me, Joey. Sorry, um, him, Benny. Tonight we are reviewing albums from uh, Australia's Low, and the other band we are reviewing is UK's Sermon. So two bands that I'm sure not a lot of people have heard of, but we will see if they're worth listening to. First of all, Benny, how are you, mate? Yep, good, thank you. Good, working hard, getting through our albums. Working, we get (laughs) stone. (laughs) Sorry, I'm so tired and giddy that I'm trying to perk myself up. So you're good there, mate, yeah? Good to see you. Yep, good, 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 good. Excellent. Um, Been listening to any other music other than the two albums? Just my homework. I've just been trying to get through my homework mostly. Lovely, no lovely. time for pleasure. No, you've been uh, listening to that uh, liturgy album at bedtime. Oh yeah, at bedtime. Yeah. I've enjoyed <laughs> that. I do, I do have to split it per disc. I can't listen to the double album, but uh, yeah. If you've not heard the liturgy album, it's avant-garde black metal, and it is intense. <laughs> so I don't know how you go to sleep with your heart rate that high. <laughs> <laughs> It's a great album. I mean, uh, it's an incredible piece of work. I don't know why it didn't cross our bows to review. Um, it's not a band I'm particularly aware of, but yeah, we're not reviewing it today, but I would thoroughly recommend anyone interested to check it out. So it's an incredible piece of work. Yeah, it is. It is. Like, I mean, it's not going to be everyone's cup of tea, but if you fancy dipping your toe into something a bit different and experimental, then... 100% liturgy, get that on you. I'll tell you whose cup of tea it will be, and uh, Tony called it. It will be the hipster's cup of tea, and it will be on a lot of albums of the year list at the end of the year on Twitter. 100%. 100%. Not on Facebook, though. <laughs> um, right, let's start, shall we? Um, so the first album we're going to review is by a band called Low, and that is L-O with an exclamation mark. The album's called The Gleaners. It's out on 7th of April on one of our favourite labels, Benny, Pelagic Records, which hosts an incredible roster of bands. Like, ridiculous. So, I got into Low. So the drummer, uh, Adrian Griffin, or Griff, um, is in the band Burial Pit, who I interviewed a while back. And he mentioned that he was in a band called Low, not blowing his own trumpet, um, and told me to check it out. So I checked out... <laughs> I'm trying to try and oh, no. The fear in your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to just use your phone to... Uh... <laughs> yeah, let's use your phone, yeah, just so I'll there's no it. errors. Mr. Jill. There we go. <laughs> so, just for context, there's a there's some words. I'm sure lots of people have it that there's words that just you, your brain can't comprehend. And vestigial one for me. I can only say it now because my phone has translated it. But anyway, uh, I got into them on vestigial, which was released in 2017, and I fucking love that album so much. I uh, got the got the vinyl there recently as well. They like to get it. So this band. You've been, been standing on a street corner under a street lamp, pushing the album quite hard and aggressively <laughs> onto people. You're you're absolutely right. I have. I've been. <laughs> you're banged to rights on that. <laughs> I've got a shit 
say it because, you know, not a lot of people have heard of this band and people do need to hear about them because I love this band. It's one of my favourite um, discoveries recently. So, yeah, the album's Vestigial and uh, that was 2017. This album's called The Gleaners and I'm interested to know, Benny, after all my pushing and peddling at you, have you checked out Vestigial? I did. I took one hit and thought it was not for me and then did not go back to it. But I uh, have got a confession to say that I was wrong and I went back to it again as I wanted to A, B, that and this album, knowing how highly you praised it. And yeah, Vestigial is excellent. Brilliant. Yeah, I'm delighted because I was worried you were going to come on and just be like, nah, nah. So anyway... (laughs) This album, the new one. Uh, I'm going to try and put a lot of this on you, Benny, because I'm going to. Oh. I, I want to be impartial. So okay. I assume you had no expectations of this. You probably, I'm right to say, you didn't really have much hype around it, weren't that excited compared to me. Exactly. I knew you were going to go in two footed on it. So um, yeah, I don't think I had the quite the level of ex- anticipation or expectation as you did. Um, and as I say, I, for that last album, I just listened to it the once and can't really remember a lot about it to the extent I kind of thought they were maybe a black metal band or something else. So I didn't really even know what style it was going to be when I hit play on this album. So, um, yeah, there, there was a lot to unpack. It's fair to say. Yeah, there are bands that are, and we t- will talk about this pigeonholing a lot in metal and trying to put a band into a genre, but this is quite hard to sort of nail down. Like, I mean, they're sort of sludgy, hardcore-ish. I think that's probably the best description I've got of them. I don't know if you've got any other thoughts. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, not really. I mean, I think probably the best thing to say is that they meld a lot of types or subgenres of heavy music and they do that really well um but if you were to broadly categorize and because black and hardcore sludge i would yeah. say with a bit of post thrown in there with a bit of post with a bit of expansiveness and progressiveness yeah. put, put, yeah. put in there as well i'd say i mean vestigial as a example i especially the early part of that album i found there was a lot of similarities in terms of mastodon style in the riffing and stuff um, to give a bit of context as to perhaps what we're trying to get at. But yeah, so the new album, The Gleaners, what were your initial thoughts on it, mate? So, I, I mean, I think it's it caught me by surprise when I pushed play on it because it was quite a lot faster and more upbeat than I was expecting. Mm-hmm. That hardcore drumming rattles along at a pace. Um, and so that slightly caught me off guard. Um, and I do think with that that kind of sludge tag, it did remind me of bands, especially Conjurer, I would say, where they are a little bit hard to pin down, but do meld a lot of my favourite types of really heavy, extreme music. But here I felt it was all a little bit faster and a bit more aggressive, a bit straight for the jugular. But then I, I found that the album changed as it goes on. And whilst it starts off quite fast and the first few tracks are quite fast, the second half of the album is much more groove and riff based and it kind of progressive and 
stretches out a little bit. Yeah. So that's yeah. that was my those are my abiding first, but also enduring impressions of the album. Yeah, for sure, definitely. The the the, the album comes at a real ferocity out of the traps, and then I think the track that we're probably come to discuss at uh, some point is the title track. But what I really found about this album was compared to the previous one is they have sort of nailed down the songwriting a bit as well. They've gone like the single like racking is mm-hmm. all right, it's about four minutes, but it is still very much sort of like a single, if you can call a single in this genre. Um, they've got that, but also, I mean, what we'll just talk about now, the title track, The Gleaners, is eight minutes long. And when I first saw the running length of it, I was like, hmm, I'm not sure how this is going to put out on this sort of side of music, but my God, they absolutely nail this. The the way the track builds in with the spoken word and the drums driving in the background and it progressive, expansive. This is some unbelievable songwriting they've got on this track. And that is, this is my standout song by far. Uh, absolutely, and I would 100% back that. Um, yeah, like you say, it kind of has that sample and clean guitar to begin with and it opens in a fairly proggy way and as i say that is quite a change from the the first few tracks uh fouling larder salting the earth they're almost quite rapid blackened hardcore and roll tracks um racking like you say does sound a little bit different and there are some kind of doomy elements with that re- quite riff-based sludginess repeating elements it's a bit slower but yeah like you say the gleaner opens out into a much more expansive realm and it's very post in the way it builds that huge crescendo at the end of the track and yeah for me it is the kind of centerfold centerpiece of the album um but it also signposts what's coming up for the rest of the album which again does it changes, but it is a little bit more progressive. Yeah, and I, I, so Carl Whitbread is the guitarist in Low, but he's also the guitarist for We Lost the Ocean. So We Lost the Sea, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, we Lost the Sea, who are an instrumental, very post-metal band. So I think there's a lot of that put in there, but um, I think as well, like I, I don't know the singer or the bassist, to be honest, but I know uh, Griff, the drummer, who is... Um, in Burial Pit obviously has a very heavy band in Burial Pit, so it crosses over really well. Um, I just that song is so good and it's really took me by surprise in such a nice way um to have it on there. And and the second half of the album is progressive and I also put Mound's Horn, which um is the the album closer, and it's a really nice way to end the album. You know, you sort of the album doesn't ebb and flow. It flows really well with the heaviness to start with and then sort of not mellows out, but do you know what I mean? Uh, doesn't outstay as welcome, I think is what I'm trying mm-hmm. to say. Fair, fair, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that the the final track, Mama's Horn, is almost a longer, doomier post-track, almost a bit Cult of, Lu- Cult of Luna stylings on there. It, it, I mean, there is a lot of, lot of as I say, a lot of subgenres of heavy music, which I really like, go into this record. Um, and yeah, each track is almost a, a different thing in in itself. Just skipping back a few. Um, sorry, it, the track called Kleptoparasite 
there's almost it's got got kind of muscular blasts with the drums it's almost a bit death metal um but still got plenty of twists and turns on that track itself so yeah it's just they bring together i i imagine all of their individual influences all of the other bands that they play in and yeah i really like bands and albums um one that springs to mind that doesn't necessarily sound like this is this, the last Skeleton Witch album, which was called Devouring Radiant Light. And I just, it was not really like their previous work, but it just was a really nice um, original blend of a lot of different extreme music styles. And I thought they carried it off really well. And it's a bit like Conjurer, like I say, that they... They do have a sound, but it is quite distinct and different, and they do draw on lots of different types of extremity. So, yeah, I, I thought that, um, again, with this band, I just wanted to touch on the singing, mm-hmm. which initially, again, my first impressions were, look, this these vocals are your, your kind of standard, strange, gruff, harsh vocal and so kind of when I was listening to it earlier today, I could, if you close your eyes, you can almost get Randy Blythe almost in that kind of harshness. But there was a lot more going on than just that. And oh, it almost was a bit like Mikey from Sixth with the kind of vocal characterizations uh, on this. Mm-hmm. And he almost does different kind of um, different characters and different voices on certain certain tracks um especially on rat king for example and lastly there is some clean singing at at the end of the final track that really is the first time it's used on the whole album and really sticks out and um you know he's definitely better at randy blythe at uh, clean singing so um (laughs) yeah i I mean as i say it, it kind of encapsulates the album as a whole for me that I initially thought it was one thing, then it was a lot of different things. And um, yeah, those are some of the most interesting records for me. Mm. It's no surprise they're on Pelagic Records, is it? Really? No. I mean, no. considering the, the output they put in. Uh, nine tracks, Benny. Textbook, in my opinion, for this sort of thing. Fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you didn't listen a lot to their previous album, um, but you seem to have enjoyed this one without giving away too much at this stage. Thought, couldn't you compare the two together? Yeah, I thought the first, I mean, I definitely listened to this one much more than the last one. I I, I felt Vestigial was a bit more immediate and I don't know, as a bit more of a purveyor of that record, whether you agree with that. Whereas this one, um, there was quite a lot going on there and it maybe took a few more listens to pick that apart. But that th- th- that is from a quite uh, fleeting visit to the last record, and what I would definitely say is, which I was going to say, my summing up really was that this listening to these two records has definitely interested me to listen to this a lot more. Um, other aside from just the review, amazing, great to hear. Yeah, I, I this I thought you might pose this question to me: which album do you prefer? Um, I think. When you listen to a band for the very first time on an album, like their previous work, and you love it that much, it always sort of clouds a bit of judgment, I think, um, you know, because that's the album mm-hmm. you fell in love Definitely, definitely know that. But that being said, I think the longer, the more I listen to this album, I think 
the cleaners will become, I, I will prefer the cleaners to the previous one, which I still can't pronounce the name of. <laughs> I, I, th I think personally, because I think this, there's just so much more on the new record with cleaners, not dismissing previous work because I absolutely love it. But yeah, no, I mean, and what I love about um, this band as well, and you know, me trying to push and look, I know I've been pushing it, but Venny, the reason we started this show really was we like talking about music. We just, instead of doing it by text, we just decided to start this. But one thing we both talked about is pushing the, not necessarily underground bands. And I don't, I don't like using the word smaller, but undiscovered bands probably is right. And I think we do have the platform where we have the ability to do that. So this is one of the reasons why uh, we're here, but yeah, this, this band do need deserve a lot more recognition. This album is, if you like metal, the, the blanket genre, you will enjoy this album. I don't think it would put you off personally. I don't know whether you agree with that or not, but it's just a fairly quick hit, nine tracks. All right, you've got the eight minute track in the middle, but listening to that, you might find other things you enjoy part of that. But I just think this is a really, really good album and a lot more people deserve to listen to this band, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think for a lot of people, you'll have to challenge yourself to listen to it. It is vicious in places. There is <laughs> yeah. a lot going on. But yeah, I, I agree because it is not just one style that someone might say, well, I don't like death metal or whatever, and so I'm not going to listen to that record. I think the part of the attraction and part of the what in loose terms you could say broad appeal of this is that there are a lot lots of different genres going on on this so um there might be something for everyone very well put mate um okay so i think i'll pass the baton to you first mate yeah please i am going to give this a 7.8 and what i'm very much caveating that with is what i said a minute ago which is i've just had this really for the review um I've listened to it a lot, but what strikes me is that I will go on listening to this and is that that is a score that could rise over time for sure. I think it's got a high ceiling on that score. So um, 7.8, but yeah, I'm very interested about this band. I think I'll definitely go back to both this record and the last one. Excellent. Delighted to hear it. And that's a very good rating, uh, 7.8. Mine... Look, I've already said it. I love this band. I, I'm always going to have a bit of a um, clouded judgment on it and, you know, blindsided. But um, it's an 8.3 for me, mate. Not really a surprise, but this, I've, you know, I've been really looking forward to this album. And sometimes when you do look forward to an album, it really lets you down. But I mean, from the moment I first heard this, I was hooked straight away. And um again just the title track was real left field for me and they pulled it off brilliantly um you know the guys in the band they know what they're doing pelagic support them you know which is a big thing and let's be honest, these guys from australia as well where the metal scene the underground metal scene is huge but i mean other than that you're talking your parkway drives or acdc and that sort of like so for pelagic to believe in them and have them on the label is credit to himself so yeah 8.3 from me um and so that's low the cleaners out on the 7th of april make sure you check them out or if you want you can check their uh their previous record Mr. <laughs> 
but, uh, we are going to move on. Right, okay, to the next review. And this is um, by a band called Sermon. The album's called Off Golden Verse. It's out on Prosthetic Records on the 31st of March. Prosthetic Records, another label that I'm putting out, some very good artists at the moment. Um, you can actually check my recent interview with Death Goals, which is on the YouTube channel now. I chatted with uh, Harry and Grog, very, very nice gentlemen, and uh, had a great time. Um, so yeah, the Sermon, they released a debut album back in 2019, and they are led by frontman Him. That is it. <laughs> but they, um, the, the drums are probably with James Stewart, who is in Decapitated and Vader, and is also a session drummer. So that's the band. Um, so this one, I'm really, really... Uh, anxious about how how you found this one, Benny. Because, all right, let's be honest. I assume you've never heard this band before. Nope. Same. So we're both going in blind, blindly in the blind. When you first got the press kit and read about it and saw the press photo with, I assume it's him with a mask on. Preconceptions. Yes, I mean that's how I was <laughs> going to open up. It is quite jarring when you get all of that. Those, for fans of Tool, a masked singer, a drummer who's played with these big Polish death metal bands, a UK-based band that I've not really come across. There was a certain amount of kind of cognitive dissonance going on there for me. And I was like, oh, God. I, I mean... In a way, actually, it's quite lucky that I listened to the record before I found out a lot of that stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah, to be honest, I don't think that kind of stuff necessarily helps from my perspective. Um, yeah. And I would try to um, persuade anyone looking to or interested in listening to this to maybe not focus on those aspects too much. And I knew as soon as... I exactly what you said, you know, for fans of Tool, like that's one of your that gets your backup sort of thing because mm. Tool are being like one of your favourite bands of all time and you know the the musical accomplishment of the band to then throw out and say they're compared to Tool. Um, yeah, it's quite an often kind of touted thing, very rarely lived up to, I would say. So yeah, it is something that irks me somewhat when I see it. Um and it always kind of makes me raise an eyebrow and say like, oh, all right then, what have we got then? Um, so, so yeah, but I, I, as I say, I felt quite lucky that I listened to the record before I found a lot of that stuff out. And I think, um, well, no one listening to this will uh, have that benefit, but um, I would try and assuage you that, um, yeah, that's not necessarily too important when you come on to listen to the album. I think it's probably a good time for me to jump in now, not being as big a tall fan as you, Benny, and not being probably as cynical when it comes to... <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the bang-on word to use, being as cynical as like comparing bands to bands. But, I mean, my when I saw the, the photo of uh, you know the mask on, my, I was thinking, right, this is going to be like Ghost, basically. You know, just the first thing that jumps into my head. But... I mean, when I was listening to this record, there is, the comparisons to Tool in terms of the vocals are very evident there for me. And I don't mean in terms of 
like for like, but definitely in the technique and the the stretch of the the words and the choruses and things like that. That's where the tool comes from. And as a casual tool listener, this certainly does not offend me from those vocals. If anything, I found it thoroughly bloody enjoyable. I mean, just on that point, I, I don't think this band um, sound particularly like Tool. Um, and I, if I was writing a press kit, I probably wouldn't say that. Um, I'm going to list, I've got a big list of bands that I think this band sound more like than Tool. And I think if I was trying to describe this band to someone who'd never heard them, this is a list of bands that I would use before I would say Tool. So here, here, here it is. And it's not a short list. So Catatonia, Paradise Lost, Swallow the Sun, Ulva, Crippleback Phoenix, Depeche Mode, Soen. Mm, yeah, I can see some of them. But I, 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 this could be a big point for us. The tool, okay, musically probably not, but vocally, can you not hear the... the so what I've got vocally, I mean, I think he's got a really good voice first, first and foremost. Yeah. Let's just put that on the table. He's got this kind of deliciously dark, gothic, baritone, deep vocal. For me, that doesn't necessarily, I think, Maynard registers a bit higher on the vote. This guy's got quite a deep, deep kind of, yeah, gothic, almost Nick Holmes style deepness to it. Um, what did remind me of Maynard's vocals is there are times, um, let me try and dig it out. Um, there are times, yeah, so on the track, The Distance, which is kind of midway through, um, the, there's kind of an effect that Maynard does by singing through a megaphone. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was some of that on the distance um, that I felt. The other thing that reminds me of Tool, and that, and this is where it ends for me, is the drumming it, yeah. at times. There was a lot of tom work that almost, I don't like to use this, but almost like a tribal tom work that Danny Carey does a fair bit. Um, but yeah, that was really where it start, started and ended for me. And as I say, there were a lot of other bands that this sounds like um, before I would say it sounds like Tool. And, and I kind of, and I don't necessarily even want to dwell on it because I think it is a really good record in its own right. And I don't think it's that useful even to kind of draw the parallels. Okay, we'll move on then. <laughs> Let's swiftly move on. Um, yeah, no, the, the, the drums definitely, it's for me, the drums are very high up in the mix, almost like yeah. it's driven by the drums. And from the start, the first and Tom's hundred percent like the the floor Tom beat on the opening track of Royal. I was sold instantly on that. Um, I, the, the the drums really stand out for me, and I'm not just saying that because I'm a quote drummer, but it does really feel like they're powerful driving the album. Um, and I think coupled with the guitar. The leads, the riffs they have in there, there's loads of good stuff going on. And with the vocals, this album, for me, is pretty damn good and pretty damn close as to what, you know, like I'm trying to say, like Tool for me can go a bit too far at times. You know, when we talk about Dream Theater, 
Like, there's no need for a 20 minute drum solo in a 40 minute song for the sake of it. Um, and I'm not saying that at all as well, but like, um, I think these songs are short and snappy enough that they keep my attention for the duration of the album. Yeah. Yeah, no, fair, fair point. I, I mean, just coming back to the drums, I, I totally agree. I think it's a two-man project, one of whom is a drummer who has played with some pretty big bands. And yeah, I think not only the toms, but for me, the snare, there's a lot of kind of that military um, snare rolls. I don't, I don't have a better way of describing it, but those are used quite a bit um, during during the record. Certainly in that... Um, in the track royal like you suggest um also in the last track there's oh. some for the first time quite surprising blast beats that you know you've gone through the whole album without hearing anything like that so when they come in they're really quite powerful and the, the double bass on that track as well and yeah. the lush guitars that that song's so good like yeah. to have it as an, a, a, a closing track on an album is brilliant i love when bands do that you know, because usually, I mean, most of the time an album sort of goes from single heavy at the start and then they put on the weaker tracks, I don't know the right word, but yeah, to end on that departure, I was listening to it today, just, oh, it's so good, so good. It's got great groove for me, that final track. Um, that's one word that stands out. I really like um, track Golden. I think that is a really cool track. And again, just caught me a little bit off guard when it when it came out um again interesting drum patterns but the the guitar midway through when it breaks out is almost like this kind of classic rock guitar lead and um it's not so much a solo but just that lead that comes cuts through um is is I've written that for actually quite a dark record that breaks through as a bit of a ray of sunlight, and I think this is quite a dark record, um, but that is a quite a bright moment. Um, obviously, the track's called Golden, and they <laughs> potentially meant that. Um, but yeah, yeah, really, um, I really like that track. I also really enjoyed Senescence. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Senescence. I need to get my phone to translate that one. Senescence. Um, it has to me like a real latter day Opeth style opening, like quite progressive on it. The keys, yeah. It's got a lot of keys, yeah. Um, like of the like I said, the sorceress sort of era, that sort of thing. Um, and then the other track which I thought was brilliant, um, wake wake the silent. Like up till then, it's a fairly not mellow, but not a heavy album. And then that kicks in um, the that hooky uh, ver, uh, chorus. And this may sound ridiculous, but the way he sings that Wake Up the Silent reminds me of One Minute Silence back on... Um, what was that song? 1845. Or the first track of the album, Something Sunshine. Good Morning. Another day, another something like that. Anyway, but yeah, had that feel, and that nostalgic feel, which is really good for me. I really enjoyed it. Like, I think was that what you were talking about, like with the megaphone style sort of vocals. Potentially, I mean, I've got that written down on the distance, um, but yeah, maybe it's more than once um, during the records. But yeah, 
I, I agree. It surprised Wait the Silent has, did surprise me how heavy it was when that came in, and it's almost a bit Mashuga esque, uh, how kind of genty and um, staccato it is. Is it? Would you come back to this album? Definitely. Would you? It's, it's a for me a definite grower, and there's yeah. something kind of strangely alluring about it. I do think it's a dark abyss and something just draws you back towards it and uh yeah i've listened to it not loads and loads but i definitely am intrigued by it and want to explore it a little bit more i yeah there's just something about it it does seem a little bit unique to me um, and will draw me back into it 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 reminds me not sorry but it has the same sort of feel as the that album by the abbey yeah 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 I'm not talking about the same musical style, but the same sort of feel to it, you know, like yeah, it's something different that we wouldn't normally listen to. Yeah. Like, well, these are I agree. Right yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. And it, I, I would definitely say just both of these records for me just felt a little bit different. And both of them, I don't feel I've given loads of time to enough definitely to review, but both of them, there's just something there that makes me want to go back to them. And I I think I will give my review score for it, but it's, it's a similar story that it both albums for me have quite a high ceiling and that they could be real growers for me and yeah. like really dominate kind of my playing for the rest of the year. Maybe they won't, maybe they'll, yeah. they'll fade a little bit, other stuff comes along. But yeah, there's something about both of these records that has piqued my interest. I'm delighted because I really, I really didn't know which way this was going to swing this week with you. I knew could have been like I'd hate them both, and <laughs> like I really could have, especially with the comparison on this album. But for me, yeah, like this is a. Do you know one thing I think about this is, I don't know if the word's accessible. I don't know if that's the right word, but it's not a challenging album. Like as in, sorry, it's not going to scare a lot of people off. Isn't what I'm trying to say. I'm not dismissing the technicality of the musicianship and the songwriting but it's an album that there's a lot to discover and i think you're right the more you listen to it and i'll be going back to this for sure the more you listen to it the more you discover for me mate i'm giving it a 7.7 um but like you i think the glass ceiling is it could be very a lot higher um as i go out through a year i mean we're only in march now so we've still got another eight months of the year left repeated listens yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I've actually just gone for exactly the same score as the low right. records of 7.8. And I just feel both of them, given time, could go down. But I think both of them could definitely go up um, by a fair way. Delighted. So the, the band's called Sermon and the album's called Of Golden Verse out on the 31st of March, which is this Friday. Um, that's the end of this week's show. Uh, I will... We're going to not be here next week because I'm off to Espana for a break with some cocktails and beach and lots of kids hanging off me for 10 days. <laughs> I say I'll, say I'll come back fully charged, but I'll probably come back more tired than I am now. But um, yeah, we'll be back. Uh, the lads, Tony and Fletch, putting out loads of reviews on the website. So loads of stuff to check out there. We have a few interviews hopefully lined up uh, in the coming weeks, which we're excited about. They're in the pipeline. Can't tell you too much. Probably clickbait ad there, which I've been working <laughs> on. Um, but 
But yeah, until next time, um, I've been Joe, he's been Vanny. Thanks for listening to Heavy Matters.